2: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: Patrick Mahomes joins CDOT Mondays at 3:10. 6:10 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City. WDAF ht 2 Liberty. Always live on the Free Odyssey app.
1: 11
4: o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Nate Taylor at 1 o'clock in studio. We'll keep you upbeat as much as we possibly can, but also give you the truth and realities of what this team is doing right now. I think that where we need to focus all day is though that this is, you are the standard of the league. You are the team that everybody wants to beat. And when you falter, it is just... Multiplied by a thousand. That's just where you've gotten yourself to be, because a lot of people want to talk about, you know, the NBS stuff. We can talk about that. Anything you want. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Because you got to get these emotions out. You don't want to stay bottled up. You know. You don't want to have, you know, opinions that you know stew in the mind and ruin your time of watching the rest of the football season. Get them out today. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. I saw this passing chart. Um, that we both looked at earlier today, Quentin, and Mahomes, 27 of 44, 235, a touchdown interception. 17, 17 of his 27 completions came at or behind the line of scrimmage. He did have one pass for 20 yards, 19, I guess, and he only had uh, two completions over 10 yards. There is... Lots of blame to be made. And if you think we're the only ones having this sort of conversation, the lead on Pat McAfee's show right now and big caps reads are the chiefs broken this year question mark. There's a little bit of it. Like we can have that that broken narrative, but it it just seems like it's offensive. And that's what we were talking about earlier is that before we went to break, the tease that we gave is you'd have never thought, in my opinion, that you would have gotten to a point where you were questioning what this team can do offensively because they don't show any promise. Normally, it's can the defense hold up when the playoffs start? Can they get pressure to the quarterback? Can they get a turnover when they need it? Now, it's can the offense avoid turning the ball over? Can the offense get it right? Is the offense trusted enough that if and when the playoffs do start, that you're okay with it? Those are all real questions that you can ask yourself. Because 17 completions of your 27 at or behind the line of scrimmage is quite sad. 14 points against a Raiders team that you absolutely housed a few months ago is not acceptable. If you're going to continue that legacy, that is dynasty talk top of the mountain of the NFL power rankings come out every week. This week, the chiefs sit at 10th, the 10th best team, according to pro football focus, which you can have your opinion on that if you want, but 10th best team in the league. And I don't know where your mindset is. I don't know if you've just said, you know what the hell with it, but you can have sorts of blame all throughout with a season that is turning out like this with preseason distractions, with holdouts, with not signing a trusted, reliable wide receiver. Offensive line finally shows cracks in the foundation in a game where you needed the offensive line to be somewhat manageable against a Raiders team. You saw the you know, the outlash of Patrick Mahomes on the, on the sideline with his offensive line. You can also, and this is a very tender subject, but you can have some sort of blame towards the quarterback. I think it's okay to have that sort of take because that might have been one of the top three worst games that we've seen from number 15. And look, he won't hide from you. He won't say that's unfair. He always puts the blame on himself no matter what the situation is. But that just wasn't a good game yesterday from 15. I would say the three worst ways I've seen Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, which is amazing to think that you can have that, because with quarterbacks that consistently make mistakes, the reverse argument is, well, they have those three really good games that give you hope, like a Justin Fields, Right? Well, he had a couple games where, you know, if he could do that more often, maybe he's the guy. Whereas the take on Patrick Mahomes is, there's only been like three times where we haven't seen the all-world, all-pro, generational type of quarterback. One of those was yesterday. Miscommunication on plays to open the game, right? The second play of the game was like a mishap between he and Pacheco. There was the interception that he threw seemed telegraphed, seemed like they knew it was coming. The other games that I would say that I've seen the opposite side of Patrick Mahomes, and there's been three in my mind, that second half against Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game a couple years ago, that was one of those where it was two different quarterbacks. The first half, he looked all world, all planet, looked Mahomes. And then the second half, it was just like, what happened? Did he get the yips? And then the Tennessee game where they got absolutely housed as well, that wasn't a great game either. But the offense needs to be addressed big time in the next year. And I think that's where you start to see the frustration on Mahomes that can falter the gameplay. And the analogy that I like to use is for those of you that are fellow golfers, I'm sure you have a guy that you play with who's, for the most part, normally cool-headed, plays well, never loses their cool. But let's say they slice their first shot off the tee box and then they duff another approach a hole later and then a putt lips out and causes a bogey, and that guy gets mentally frustrated. That man's round is over. It's done. The frustration has taken over the focus. Like, you got beat by a quarterback yesterday that was 9 of 21 for 62 yards and didn't have a completion in the second, third, or fourth quarter. And I think it's fair that sometimes emotions get the best of athletes. But the offense needs to be addressed big time next year. Because you've had successful off-seasons. This may not be one of them, right? You might need more than just the big wide receiver because – Rushy Rice has been fantastic this year as a rookie. He's been great. He's not a wide receiver one, though. I think we can all agree to that. Maybe he can grow into that, but I'm not expecting a wide receiver one out of Rushy Rice next year, nor do I think anybody else does. So you might have to go sign a free agent, suck it up and be like, we just have to go spend money on this position because I saw some text earlier saying that this team reminds him a lot of those years that Aaron Rodgers struggled because he didn't have weapons around him. He was an all-world talent, but it's the NFL. There's a lot of all-world talent on the field. And you've got to have peace around you. Last year, it worked okay. They went out and they got a receiver in the offseason. The one-year prove-it deal, and it worked. You had a trusty, what I would say, wide receiver one. Travis Kelsey was also younger. but there's a few things that this team can improve on in the offseason that you're getting the blueprint of this season, which is causing frustration. There's not that guy that Mahomes can trust, I think, every single play. Obviously, Travis Kelsey has earned that. It's not That's not what I'm saying. But there's no secrets. Travis Kelsey is older. Travis Kelsey's body has been taxed a little bit longer. You're watching the same games that I'm watching. The realization... That it ain't the same 87. Still a really, really good 87. Still a really good tight end. One of the best, if not the best, in the league still. But next year, he's 35. If he were to come back, which I think he will. I think he plays another year. Not going out like this. If it does end sour, there's no way. But if you build around him and go get a couple of nice targets, right? Maybe you splurge and you go get a T Higgins. And then Buffalo, who's high in cap, they release a guy like Gabe Davis. And although Gabe Davis isn't screaming out on the paper like, "That's what you need to fix it," I think we could all agree that you're taking Gabe Davis over MVS, Richie James, Sky Moore. You're doing that, and then you load up Mahomes with a high-priced free agent. You load him up with a middle-of-the-road, upside wide receiver, and a guy like a Gabe Davis. You keep that offensive line which did not look the best yesterday, but nothing looked good yesterday outside of the defense. And you address that, and you get to the realization that you've got to change the focus and the direction of this team from where it's at currently. Also, I'll say this as well, because if everything with this team is heavily focusedly wrong because of what the offense is doing, then I think that you have to have some changes in that as well. Because look, when you're the supreme, when you're the top, when you're the best, when you're that person, and it's the NFL and windows can shut quicker than anything, you've got to stay rich at the top. And you have to have accountability. I would never want to talk about someone should lose their job. But something has to be focused on when it comes to the offense. All your focus has to go there. And you've seen the Chiefs do this. Right, You remember in the early days when Bob Sutton was everybody's most disliked coach because you had the conversation. I I would hear Binkley do it all the time. I'd have Carrington, he'd say it too. When you have a young quarterback before their contract gets massive and they can win and they can be a Super Bowl team, you've got to take advantage of it before the money becomes a little bit more concerning. And you weren't going to let a guy like Bob Sutton and have a terrible defense completely deflate that sort of run. Bob Sutton lost his job because you're trying to be the best and say the best standards are a little bit different. And this year is no secret. The offense looks different. Not a lot of weapons, not the greatest of draft picks run game. Doesn't look like they can do anything at this point, not a consistent amount of success rate in order for that to happen. And it ain't going to go towards Andy Reid. So that's why I'm fair having people have their opinions on what they see differently out of a team that you've not really seen like this. Right? There's been times where the Chiefs were six and four, but then they didn't lose again because they figured it out. They cleaned it up. And this is one of those things where when you watch this team throughout the year, the same consistencies are happening. Right? Dropped passes, lining up wrong. Penalties. Juwan Taylor, not been the greatest signing. The wide receivers they drafted, not been the best drafted, right? And Sky Moore. Now, Richie James, or not Richie James, but Rushie Rice, will give credit where credit's due. But not going out in the offseason and trying to spend money and also not getting deals done or letting things drag out has caused this season to kind of be what it is, right? Everyone watched Adam Thielen in Carolina, Everyone's watched Odell Beckham Jr. in Baltimore. And look, the money may not have been there. The situation might not have been right. The trust that you have in this team that they could get through it. You're finding out the realities of what mishaps you had and what consequences they are causing throughout the season. Just my opinion. And again, it's week 16 and gone. Anybody in every sort of blame that you have with a team that is nine and six, that does not look like the same team. It's just weird to me. That we are on to, it's the offense, offense, offense. Because that defense is great. That defense is nails. That defense allowed six points yesterday. And yet, it seems now, when you flip the script and all we've said for years is, man, if you just got Patrick Mahomes a defense, imagine what you could do. Well, now you have that defense with some interesting conversations to have about it moving into the next year. Because Chris Jones, LeJarrius Sneed, Willie Gay, Drew Tranquil, all of that. But it seems that every year, and this is why I will say I think that there will be some serious things being done on the offensive side next year. Because every year it doesn't work. Because that's where you set your standard is Super Bowl or bust or AFC Championship game or bust every single year. And that's a damn great stat to have. That's a great thing to have. Does it come with a lot of pressure? Sure. Does it come with a lot of games played longer than most other teams? Sure. Does it come with you don't get to have all the excuses? Sure. But every single year where there's been something that is very much in focus of wrong, it seems to be addressed immediately and heavy in the offseason by your general manager, Brett Veach. Right? Super Bowl loss to Tampa Bay. Embarrassment. Live stage, biggest moment of the year in the NFL, no offensive line. You drafted Creed Humphrey, you drafted Trey Smith, you went out and signed Joe Tooney. The next time you lose in an AFC Championship game to the Cincinnati Bengals because you can't get pressure on the quarterback, what do you do? You went and got Trent McDuffie, Leo Chenal, Brian Cook, George Karloftis. Now look at your defense. Now this year, what's the blame, Quentin? They can't catch the ball. They don't have wide receivers. The tight end is aging, even though we hate to realize it. He is. He's not the same 87. He's still all, I mean, in my opinion, he's still an all-pro tight end, but he's not the all-world tight end. That's where it's all kind of like, well, we don't have this sort of, you know, lean-on support on the offensive side. gives me belief that you have to have the realization and the aggressiveness in the offseason to go fix it, and Brett Veach has always seemed to do that.
2: I think – The fact that he has done it in an arguably more difficult spot, which is rebuilding the offensive line, because one, it's five players, right, to replace, but also it's five players that you need different skill sets for. Whereas in the wide receiver room, I think you're not just going in with necessarily a clean state because Rice has been so good. And this draft class is very deep in two spots, defensive line and wide receivers. There are so many teams... In the in college that had multiple wide receivers that are leaving Ohio, Texas, Washington, right? That whether you're drafting at 25 to 32, there's going to be an opportunity to draft a good wide receiver. So I do think you do have to sort of start from scratch other than rice, but there's going to be opportunities there for Kansas City to rebuild this wide receiver room. And you should be optimistic because Veach has shown the ability to completely revamp an entire room in one off season, something that is extremely difficult to do when you have limited resources.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, Tex are coming in eight, one, six chiefs are not beating the Bengals. I'm betting on Cincy to win. Look, I'm in the same boat with a lot of people. I think where, you just kind of have that feeling, right? It just, it, it just ain't it. It's not it this year. It doesn't feel like the same Chiefs. 9-1-3. This team has more good players on offense than the team that played in the divisional round, AFC Championship game, and Super Bowl last year. The difference is every player on defense got better while every player on offense is significantly worse.
2: What's that saying? If you aren't getting better, you're getting worse? Sure. And I think that... Kansas City this offseason just plateaued, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the wide receiver room. You didn't make any significant changes. You lost Juju. You signed Rice. And other than that, you didn't really do anything. So I think that was part of the problem is that you did just kind of settle for your wide receiver room.
4: Yeah. Somebody says from the 913, they have the same exact weapons they had last year. Rice is better than Juju. I think the thing that's different. And I think that's where we go with this: is that there's just lack of trust, which has caused our lead of the day to say that this team might be a little broken or completely broke. Like you could say, you can look at plays, you can go back and do what Sean Barber does, which I owe a, oh gosh, I owe him a bottle of Blantons. I just remembered that. Well, that's not good. Um, but anyways, um, and you can see that there might be wide receivers wide open, right? MVS what had 61 offensive snaps. Zero catches, zero yards, zero anything. Zero impact. Yeah,
2: just one target. That was his only stat on the day. 61 snaps, one target.
4: You can put your blame on him. Because you know what's interesting? Didn't he get called for offensive offsides yesterday? Yes. Two weeks. Just two weeks after it happened. Accountability. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all on the table. Because what this team is and what this team has been is a standard of the league championship style a team the best of the best and now they're showing signs that teams like that they don't do that and when that happens multiple times blame should be able to be spent hey guys big al here boomer said yesterday receivers were open please share your opinions and that's what we're talking about there might be wide receiver opens there might be openings for wide receivers. Mahomes ain't throwing the ball. Why? This team leads the league and drops. He's going to take what he believes is more sure of a play so that he doesn't have to turn the ball over. Like we had said before, sometimes that great golfer you play with slices a few drives, and I've heard it a hundred times. Driver's staying in the bag today. Why? Because of two bad shots? How many times have you hit that thing in your life? A thousand times? You probably have way more positive shots than negative. Keep hitting it. Trust your instincts. But sometimes you can't because you want to keep what you have best going forward. And if that is a quick check down right now to get teams to bite on it, so then you can have the absolute wide open target to where there's no drop whatsoever again. One pass close to 20 yards yesterday, two over 10, 17 of his 27 completions at or behind the line of scrimmage.
2: Plus... And I, I think this is this is one of the reasons why Kansas City wasn't taking shots down the field. There wasn't enough time. The offensive line wasn't holding up at all. And they said multiple times on the broadcast, Dusty, that they were staying true to their to their gaps. So the the Raiders weren't allowing Mahomes to step up in the pocket and throw the ball, much less scramble outside the pocket and try to get some of those tough yards. And when he did. You know, there wasn't that there wasn't that one huge game that sort of flipped the script on the Raiders. Yeah, he got a couple of first downs on the third down, right? But there was always somebody there. I mean, he had to Houdini yeah. a couple of passes and that was it. I mean, there there wasn't much even when they were open, he was under so much pressure that there were just guys all around him all game. Hate to see it. Matt Verderham says
4: that you should bench MVS for the rest of the second half, if not the game. You just lost a game because the team can't line up correctly. Then, two weeks later, it happens again. Send a message. Do anything to change it. Accountability. Get somebody or get in somebody's ass. Accountability. Let's get to the trash of the day. Uh Uh-oh.
5: Trash of the day.
4: All right. So they do this on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tapp. They should be back at some point this week. It's the holiday week. You know what I'm also tired of? Tired of like Christmas on Mondays. And I think this year coming up is a leap year, so it'll be on Wednesday. Man, I'm doing what those guys do the next time. I'm just going to request off Thursday and Friday. Although I'm glad I'm here today because somebody's got to talk the city through it. Somebody's got to be there for you. But Trash of the Day today... I love slash hate it, so maybe you can consider me trash of the day, too. And that's fine. I'll take it. I got thick skin. But yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, Quentin. Jack Jones, the defensive corner for the Raiders, went full Grinch, which I feel like you kind of love it, too. And what I'm referencing is he gets a pick six from Mahomes, takes it through the end zone, goes over to the corner of the end zone, little kid. Christmas out with his family, acts like he's gonna give him the ball, and then takes it away from him. That's a little trash. That's a lot of trash. That's a Christmas Day thing. That kid is, you know, opened his stocking, got a Chiefs ticket from dad, got to go with mom and his sister, has the opportunity of a lifetime. Now, not the ball that you'd probably want, but it's still an official NFL football. I don't have one. I'd love to have one. Gets to touch it. Gets to grip the football. And then Jack Jones takes it away from him. Not only that, not only that, Jack Jones goes live in the locker room, puffing a stogie, and doubled down with the Grinch vibe. And said the Grinch just stole Christmas blank blank in video puffing cigar ruining a kid's dreams on christmas in front of his parents in front of his kid sister now maybe the kid got the ball later on i don't know or maybe something happened but from when i saw this yesterday after it happened and it's halftime and you're in the you know the mode of just checking your phone checking scores and i see this scroll up i'm like you know what that seems like a good trash today but my contradicting mind gets weird and isn't this kind of a perfect thing to do for a raider like isn't this the type of raider mantra that we're used to like isn't this the kind of stuff that makes them the raiders lean into the grinch role get a kid excited for his first football and then you know and again maybe maybe i didn't see the full video
2: no i know exactly what you're talking about it's a real fcc violation kind of move okay uh so i'm
4: getting i'm getting very scolded Dusty, you got to do your research, man. He replied to someone on Twitter saying that he was pulling away because someone else was reaching for the ball. If you watch the replay, a grown dude tries to grab it. So that's fair. But I'm just saying, like, he leaned into the Grinch mood. He did. At the end of the game. Went live, said one thing. So, yeah, if an old dude, then we can reverse that. The trash of the day is to do the room for the kid. Yeah. Maybe Jack Jones ain't really as bad as we think. So, text line, thanks to you. Which I like that. That's what we do. We work with each other. I admit when I when I should have done more research, but from what I saw from the video and put the rundown together. So, trash today. The grown man ruining the kids' Christmas.
2: Uh, but you do that stuff when uh, specifically talking about in the locker room where he's talking about, oh, I mm. stole Christmas and he's smoking a stogie. That's the <clears> stuff you get to do after you win. Yeah,
4: that's I true. mean
2: that. That's that's the point that I stand on. If you don't like it, beat him. That I stand on that all the time. I'm, I'm for that with celebrations and, and all of that stuff is that if you don't like it, beat them. I said that after the the snow globe thing mm-hmm. last year where Kansas City was in Las Vegas and they did that snow globe thing. And you had Raiders players and fans complaining about it. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you don't like it, stop it. But that's what happens.
4: I did just see the, the video. There is a guy that reaches his arm down. You're the voice of the voiceless, Dusty.
2: Thank you. I try to be. Do you want that on a sweater?
4: That'd be cool. If somebody made that. Dusty Likens, the voice of the voiceless.
2: You got we gotta get you, we gotta get you something else now that you're no longer the werewolf.
4: Yeah. Dusty. You gotta do your research, man. That's how I know the person's still kind about it. They put the three Ys on the end of the name. So that's my bad. That's my bad. Ugh. I was really hoping the Chiefs would win, too, because then Andy Reid would bring out the Santa Claus costume, which he did one year. Yeah. That ain't happening. You don't bring that Santa Claus outfit after you lose. Not like that.
2: And I think, uh, didn't uh, didn't they give him a cheeseburger in a in the whole team, like mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes or or Travis Kelsey? Yeah, it was in a shoebox. He responded. He
4: said he pulled it back because the adult right there tried to grab it. We need to check that tape again. Jack Jones tweeted he wasn't taking it from the kid. But the adult tried to grab the ball. So I guess he could have like sat there and like told the guy to get lost. Yeah. But again, it's a game. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just trying to defend myself now. Another reason to hate the Raiders. He did, though, go on to a live video at the he end did. of the He did. I saw it. Yeah. The Grinch just stole Christmas mother blank. I don't know, man clean it up um and so uh, I think just we got to clean if we clean it up we'll be able to score points it's just we got to clean it up I mean I mean that's' we're two games left you have to do it and if we don't we'll be going home so I think if we clean it up uh, we'll have if we clean it up we can beat anybody uh, I truly believe that um, but uh, we got to prove that we can do it you just got to clean it up man and then um, you've we'll just got right. straighten
1: out some things on on the offensive side and we we'll be all right so
4: Sandy Reed coming up at one o'clock, Nate Taylor in the studio. Coming up on the other side, we get into the red half hour of the Chiefs. Red half hour here on 610 Sports Radio. Listen to Cody and Gold. It's Quentin, Dusty Lacas. we we'll be right back.
1: Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtus, and welcome into the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at eleven thirty on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
4: Back here on Cody and Gold, Dusty is with you, Quentin with you as well.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line
1: per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits will all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
4: Quinton Morris in the house. a.k.a. the Grinch on Boxing Day. So happy Boxing Day to you all. There's a great song by Blink182 called Boxing Day. In case you didn't think that I'd and, like, Blink-182. But there is a good song by there. 913-586-767. Team Punk might have an issue with you being a voice of the voiceless. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, this is a Chiefs Red Half Hour. Coming up at noon, we'll get to you what's trending. Um, we will do the uh, random question of the day as well. Similar to, like, the out-of-left-field question. Um, so we can have a little bit of fun. We can take our minds off a little bit of what is... Uh, a tough Tuesday in the Chiefs kingdom for a lot of you, I'm sure of. Um, program note, I will not be on tonight as of being on today. Kramer. Kramer Sansone will have the show tonight from 7 to 9. Proud of that young man. So, you know, you find yourself listening, here, a different voice. Won't be me, it'll be Kramer. Give him a little chance. A nice little snowy afternoon on this somber Tuesday as we dive in to a Chiefs red half hour. As we understand the next game is Cincinnati. I ask you this, Chiefs fans. What about this team gives you any belief that they can win moving forward? Because as of right now, this team, it ain't it, Jack. I've accepted that. If they prove me wrong, I'll apologize. But I have seen 16 weeks the same mental mistakes, the same aggravation that continues to show, the emotions that are different, everything that's new to this team that you haven't seen before, what gives you the belief that everything's going to be all right? Because I'll take the negative text. I'll take the negative of Dusty. Chill out. They're the Chiefs. They prove it time in and time again that they'll be all right. Have you not seen the last five years play out? No, I have. But I haven't seen a team like this. I haven't seen a team look this depleted of a Chiefs team ever. So I think it's okay to have maybe more of an egregious take on this team than you've had in the past. I accept that. I'll accept that. How many times? How many times do you have to just keep hearing?
1: We've just got to straighten out some things on on the offensive side. We'll be all right. So... Or,
4: Um, But uh, we have to be more consistent because when you get to the playoffs, you have to string some together. And so um, I think our focus this week is how can we be better um, against Cincinnati and how can we find a way to to beat a, a good football team? You know? Um, and so uh, I think just we got to clean, if we clean it up we'll be able to score points, it's just, we got to clean it up. I mean, I mean, that's, we're two games left. You have to do it. And if we don't, we'll be going home. So I think if we clean it up, uh, we'll have, if we clean it up, we can beat anybody. Uh, I truly believe that. Um, but, uh, we got to prove that we can do it. What about this team gives you the belief that they will clean it up, that they will move on, that they will get it together. It's week 16. You're moving into week 17. You got two weeks left of the regular season. You're no longer having the opinion of it's fine, they'll just rest their starters in the last week of the season. The one seed is gone. The playoff picture is getting more and more cemented in what it's going to be. The two seed is now a far stretch cry of getting. Get it. You can still get it. You went out. I think if Miami loses out, you can jump in there. But I don't know if there is that belief. Like, this is a team in Cincinnati that does not have Jamar Chase, does not have Joe Burrow, but you just played a team that didn't have Josh Jacobs last year's lead rusher and Eddie no come and you didn't win that game. And you looked catastrophically bad compared to other games. You've seen this Chiefs team play. What belief is there?
2: I think the belief is you have Patrick Mahomes and you have had one of, if not the best defenses in football. And for that stereotypical phrase of any given Sunday, mm-hmm. you still should Have give your team a chance heading into any game against anybody, but a lot of it is not based off of what was done this year, what has been done this year. It's just based off of the past.
4: The one seat is officially down to three teams in the AFC, the Ravens, the Dolphins and the Browns. The Browns. Now Veach is trending in the sports world. 2,853 tweets. Um, I get it. You know, people say on the text line, they you know, they come in with their, their questions. Who are you afraid of in the AFC? The Chiefs beating themselves is number one. That's the biggest fear the Chiefs have, is if this team just continues to move forward. Um, the other one would be the Ravens. I mean, they just, in my opinion, played the best team in football the last three weeks, and they beat them on the road, easily. They were up 21. In the fourth quarter.
2: Despite right. the fact that they got a safety after yeah. a ref tripped Lamar Jackson. Yeah,
4: that's, I mean, that's just more there. You know. Somebody says, what more do you want them to say? This is typical armchair quarterback criticism. Fair. Accountability. I'm not saying to point fingers and be like, God, ah, it's this guy's fault, or it's this guy's fault. It's like, Yeah, we had a player lineup offsides again. That can't happen. Happened two weeks ago. Cost us a game. And that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe you're just more positive than I am. And that's also fine to have. I'm just saying that attitudes, demeanor, and emotions are different from years past, Chiefs teams. And I think there's a little bit of, you know, what belief do you have? I mean, you had the the Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, like, you know, Bump up. Hey man, get it together. Taking your helmet. You're very, you know, you're pissed off. Cool it out. That's a leader of your team. Haven't seen that in quite a while from 87. Mahomes absolutely chewing the death out of his offensive line, who weren't that great yesterday. From the 6 2 0. As much, it's as much of player personnel issue as it is with coaching personnel issue. When they struggled for that stretch a few years back, it was mostly the players. I don't think that they fixed coaching and player issues both this year. Fair enough. You are listening to the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Another one, three-seat. That's what you're going to be at this point. Three-seat at best, which would mean if you want to look into the future as of right now, you're playing Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills, they'll come to town. Round one, wild card weekend. Josh Allen and company. Won the last time they played. We remember how the game ended. Canarias, Tony lined up off sides. One of the greatest plays you've ever seen, if you've seen it, and wiped off the board. Mahomes looked like George Brett going after the umpire in the Royals days. And it just seemed like, again, those type of mistakes. If that happens in a playoff game, there is no, we'll clean it up. It's, we're going home. This season ends quicker than most seasons in the past which on a positive side means you'll get more after hours. So that's kind of nice for me. Not saying that I'm rooting for anybody to lose or win. I'm just saying that would be the other side of it for those of you that are fans. But where you kind of look at in the playoffs, as they, I do still believe they're there, you know? And I think there's a lot of things that you're allowed to have. You're allowed to have frustration towards personnel and the coaching staff. You're allowed to have frustrations on snap counts. You're allowed to have frustration on that didn't look like the quarterback of the pass in the last game. All is on the table because that was what you would consider an anomaly of a loss. My God, it is snowing outside. Snowing good outside. Makes you want to just get in a blanket and watch bowl games the rest of your day and eat chili.
2: Why couldn't this have happened yesterday? Oh, no, I'll tell you what, man.
4: Something bad outside just makes you want to put on the fuzzy socks, the nice warm pants, the robe, and just let the night take it away. Make you a nice, nice big old pot of chill. Night two, you get the chili dogs and tater tots. Praise be. But you play Buffalo in the playoffs. And are you on? This is another question in the Chiefs' red half hour. Are you, as my voice cracks, on the side of nah, man, this team sucks. They're broken. I don't, nothing positive will move forward from this season. Or are you on the side of, we do know Patrick Mahomes is pretty solid in the playoffs. Let's get to the playoffs and see where this team really picks up. And like I said earlier, I'll apologize on the air. I have the ability to go on this microphone and speak into your speaker and say, I'm sorry that I consider this team broken and done. Because I got a lot of criticism. When I said the 1C was probably over after they lost to the Packers, and everybody came after me and said, Oh, you know, there's five weeks left. This team is not over yet. Give me a break. Hold tight. Man, they're one and three in December, they're three and five in their last eight games. The numbers are dwindling fast. I'm not saying that panic is hit, but from what I've seen from characteristics and demeanor and attitude and emotions, it looks like there's a little bit of panic. It looks like there's a little bit of stress. Like, everybody's got the yips. But as of right now, it depends on what side you're at. Are you on, oh, this team, it's it's, it, it's not the same team. They just need an offseason. They need a humbling season where they just, you know, figure out, okay, this year wasn't good because of X, Y, and Z. We're going to correct it next year and get that sort of taste out of our mouth. Or is it anything? anything's possible in the playoffs? Which is a nice mindset to have. You're very positive. That's a good one to have, but I haven't seen it yet. And you can call it armchair quarterbacking or whatever it is. That's fine too. You're entitled to your own opinion. I'm just telling you from what I saw and there was no juice in that stadium yesterday. I think it had hit everybody there and it wasn't a successful day for the Chiefs on the offensive side, which has been the story all year long. And we're getting to the close end of the season. There are two weeks left Cincinnati on Sunday at 3:25 on new year's Eve. And then the Chargers on January 7th, that could possibly get moved to another one. Somebody for the nine one three, I think Mitch Holt has said it best. I have a rational hope at this point. And that's a guy that sees it all the time. And he's always Mr. Optimistic and positive. So, again, it depends on what side of the fence you're on. Dayton Hughes and Derek Johnson, they joined Fesco in the morning. This was Derek Johnson on Chiefs players uh, that won't turn on each other because they're leaders, right? That's not what we're looking forward to, just accountability.
6: Yeah, um, I I can't see this Chiefs team placing placing um, blame and um, maybe some looks here and there. But at the end of the day, uh, um, 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 like you said, our offense has been carrying us uh, for a while, and um, it's the ultimate team get, team game. I always say that, and um, um, we need everybody to to do their part. And uh, if somebody's not doing their part, an uh, uh, offensive group or or a certain group um, that the other the other side of the ball needs to do more, which is hard to do at times. So I know that, uh, but uh, I, this this is a high character team. So I, I can't uh, even when I saw um, um, uh, Kelsey on the, on the sideline doing some, um, uh, um, you know, kind of mad on the sideline. I mean, Andy kind of cleared him up really, <laughs> really quick. <laughs> so uh, it, this is a type of team that um, um, they, they are human. Don't get me wrong. They, they, they have emotions and things happen, but um, they're not going to point the fingers. Uh, they'll figure out how to – I don't know how well it would do, but um, they're going to figure out. They will do better. They will do better. But uh, um, um, we we, – I'm, I'm a little concerned about the offense right now, for sure.
4: Derek Johnson, concerned. And here is the concerns on the offense.
6: Yeah, honestly um, – um, this year is the first year because uh, we've had games in the past where you say, "Oh, offense didn't look that too good," too good, and eventually they 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 come on. You know, uh, it's never consistent uh, being out of flow, but uh, right now we are out of flow um, offensively, and it, it's it's not just you know you know one group or one person or one thing. It's it's just a little bit of everything, right? Um, um, I think Pat is getting. Get in touch too much. I really do. I mean, uh, you can you can blame it on the offense line. You can blame it on maybe Pat's holding the ball, trying to you know um, wait for guys to get open. Maybe receivers aren't uh, getting uh, um, separations um, as much as they should. Maybe we're not running the ball as well. I mean, it's it's a it could be a, a, a plethora of things. But right now, uh, um, now obviously the offense uh, is capable, right? Got a lot of potential, but. Uh, um, right now we're not getting a job done, and um, I'm, I'm sure uh, Andy and Pat are the first people in line to say, hey, uh, um, this is some things we need to change, and and, and it starts with them. And, uh, I, I mean, I still have hope, but it, at the end of the season, during December, we usually peak well this year. That's, that, that hadn't been the case, and uh, um, we need to get it together quick because playoffs are right around the corner.
4: So again, like these are that's a former athlete that's played in the, you know, the NFL for a Chiefs team. And things that they say are similar to what we're saying today. At what point do you find the belief in yourself to think, you know what, they'll get it right? Or are you on the side of this is what this team is? Are they a playoff team? Sure. Are they the same team that we've had in the past that's been great that's got it figured out in week 9, week 10? They're not. They just aren't. And this is Danon Hughes, who also has a similar take on the trust issues who joined Binkley and Kling this morning on the Fesco in the Morning Show. I
5: think it's a mixture, Bink, and I give him credit because there are times where the smart move is to tuck it and run. Like there are times where, and it's not necessarily because the, the pocket collapses or because the protection isn't there. It's just that maybe the defense has dropped out And we've seen that. I mean, you can go back to that great run that he had against the Titans in his first Super Bowl run where he he scampered down the sideline. That was the smart move. It wasn't necessarily that there was bad protection. It's not always that. I think that's where fans have to recognize that sometimes when Patrick takes the ball and runs with it, uh, the key fourth down that we converted yesterday where he had the, the inside trap, the fake, and then he just ran around the edge and slid for the first down. That's not that's that's somewhat of a designed play. He has a run-pass option, and he opted to run the ball and get the first down. It's smart, but then there's times where you kind of wonder, and and nobody can read his mind. Uh, nobody knows what he's feeling in that huddle, but you kind of wonder: is he leaving the pocket because he's not? Necessarily comfortable, or waiting for that deep in to come across the field, waiting for that deep post to materialize, uh, waiting for those routes to unfold, or is it because he's uh, not trusting the receivers and he trusts himself more? I think there's a mix, a healthy mix in there, uh, but that's where the film study comes in. I guarantee today, if they're in, the, if they're in the facility, which I believe they are, because it's a short week. Uh, if they're in the facility and they're watching film or he's at home watching it on his iPad, he's got to look himself in the mirror and wonder, you know what, hey, guys, I, like this is a game of trust. Regardless of, you know, how things are unfolding and how many hits I'm taking, like i got to trust the other ten guys to do their job, and part of that job is the protection, and part of the other job is i got to throw it to guys that are eligible receivers down the field and trust that they can make those plays.
4: It's always a matter of trust. Billy Joel made a great song about that, and it uh, it still gets played quite a bit in my playlist. But, yeah, Dan Hughes right there, man. Like, you can even hear the the change in his voice. And that's a guy that watches this game every single Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever night they play on. He follows this team. He's a former player. You hear it in their voice. I'm here for you today. 913-586-7610 as we are two hours through Cody and Gold coming up at 1 o'clock. Nate Taylor in studio coming up on the other side. We'll get into what's trending, plus... We'll talk more about the trust and what the term of broken can mean. It doesn't mean it's the end-all, be-all, but it's just different than what the standard has been in this kingdom that you call Chiefs' kingdom. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Quentin Morris on the other side. We get into what's trending on Cody and Gold and 610 Sports Radio.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.